freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. And GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here at GOPJosh.com. Appreciate you all hopping on with us tonight here on the podcast. Appreciate it as always on this Monday. October 23rd, 2023, year of our Lord. Been a big day, um, a lot to get into news-wise and um, doing the program independent. So we're going to see how that goes, hop through the program here, and let's just hop and uh, get started. So we are starting again on the speaker battle. Uh, Jim Jordan lost a third vote, losing even more votes on Friday, which we did not have a program due to trying to get ready for the Student Entrepreneur Fest, which was a great event at the Warner Farm with uh, North64farms.com, with uh, Jake and Sabrina Warner, with J.R. Majewski, with a lot of great young people there that were selling stuff and uh, offering goods and services, and it was a great time, a great event. I really uh, had the honor of addressing the crowd and having a a great time doing it all. It was a great event. Got there at like 9 in the morning. It was fun. It was a great time with great people. I would love to do it again. I hope they do it again. Um, Would be great. And we'll see where it goes there with, with that. But it was fantastic. A fantastic event. But that's why we didn't do a show Friday. And I encourage you all to come out and check out the Student Entrepreneur Fest. We had great turnout considering the weather, which was just kind of drowsy. Um, it was a beautiful day. We were setting up. Me and me and Mr. Warner were talking about how great the weather was. Two o'clock hits. Doors open for the public, and it just starts pouring. <laughs> and it just started pouring down rain. But we still had a great time. Still had a great opportunity to hear from Jeremy Juski, hear from a bunch of great young people, and it was just fantastic. A great, a great time. A great event. And I'm very excited for the next one. Every event I've been to at North Sixty Four Farms has been a treat. All right. So now into the speaker battle. There are about seven people running. We'll get into them here in a minute. But we are not going to have a um, a, a new speaker anytime soon. I, I really don't see, and I hate to say this, 
right? Because we are supposed to have a speaker. We're supposed to have an open government. We're supposed to not have to work and like, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff. But I really don't see us having a speaker of the house, which sounds bad. But I think it's the most likely solution is going to be not having a speaker at all at the very end of all this. And honestly, the best government, and this is going to sound libertarian to me, the best government is a government not involved in people's lives. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Um, so let's, let's read this Fox News article here linked in the show notes below um, about the, the sort of battle the speaker's going through. Um, this is an opinion article. Chad Pergram, not what I meant to link. I think I have the long, wrong one linked here. Um, I don't even care about Chad Pergram. Uh, anyways, not going to get into the Fox News article. Never mind. Um, kind of scatterbrained today. Laptops crashing. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, but currently, Jim Jordan's not going to run for speaker again. I honestly see us looping back around and having him run again and just doing it again. I, I hate to say that because it's going to be just Groundhog Day again, Groundhog Day again, Groundhog Day again. Um, but Jim Jordan's not our nominee for speaker. So the, the essence and a, the possibility of an Ohioan speaker is no longer. Um, unless we get a lot more shakeups happen and, and, you know, Warren Davidson's on that plate, which would be really cool to see as well. Um, so let's read some of the names here. Um, that we are, um, looking at for speaker of the house here. Uh, here are the official declared candidates per Elise Stefanik, uh, Jack Bergman from, uh, Michigan. Boo. Byron Donalds, Tom Emmer, Kevin Hearn, Mike Johnson, Dan Muser, Gary Palmer, Austin Scott, and Pete Sessions. So first of all, Austin Scott, we talked about a few days ago on the program. Austin Scott is a major toupee where, is he the toupee? No, he's just the rhino. He's just the guy that's like, oh, well, I don't like Donald Trump. Wah, I don't like Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump's a racist. Donald Trump's a racist. I'm a Republican, and I say Donald... I mean, he's, he's just a, a a terrible, boring guy. And he's he's even considering a position of leadership in the Republican Party shows to me how, how big of a disgrace a Republican Party really is. Uh, so there's only really two candidates here that are battling for it. And honestly, I hope one of them come to the conclusion, but if they don't, they don't. Um, it's going to be Do uh, Byron Donalds from Florida and Tom em Emmer from Minnesota. The crazy part about both of them is that both of them are so different, but I bo I think both of them could honestly pull the people over before um, the government shuts down. I cannot believe that I'm saying this here, but I really think Byron Donald has a better a better chance at uniting the conference uh, than Jim Jordan did, mainly because Byron Donalds was not the guy that uh, Matt Gates was pushing for on the floor during the, the uh, Florida uh, during the speaker vote because you know Matt Gates I mean they, they voted for him eventually but Matt Gates nominated Jim Jordan he formally put his name in there said he doesn't want to be speaker that's why he should be speaker and that kind of is drawing away the Don Bacons drawing away the the only Kevins we're actually some only Kevins from Florida uh, Carlo Gimierez is already saying he's going to vote for Kev uh, for Byron Donalds for speaker so if he makes it through conference and he wins and beats Tom Emmer, I really do see Byron Donald being speaker. I just don't know if we're going to have it today, in a week from now, 
a month from now or a year from now because I don't really think the conference is going to to be on their toes working very hard to unite behind a guy, no matter who that guy might be. Um, I mean, it, it could be Kevin McCarthy again, and, and Matt Gates endorsed Kevin McCarthy, and there's going to be people holding out, right? So there, there's not really going to be a united conference, um, which isn't always the best thing. And, and I've been questioning this and, and really looking deep into the optics of the whole Speaker Alster, and I'm thinking, is the optics, is a guy, I, I kind of want to go into communications one day. I'm still young. I'm 17. Not really sure where I want to go yet. But I might want to go into communications. So I'm thinking, is the optics of this Matt Gates speaker fight really worth the trouble? Yes, it is. Because the optics, optics don't become before morals. And I know people are all about winning elections and people only care about winning elections and people only care about this and only care about their economic policy. I really care about the morals and the values that people hold. Um, and the fact that Kevin McCarthy's a serial liar, liar, lied to those holdouts so he could get the speakership. Um, it does mean it, it was a good move to get rid of, of Kevin McCarthy. And I think it will prove, the history books will prove that it was a good move. And and I, I think we'll see a, a good speaker come out of this, a good um, battle out of this. Um, even um, AOC's getting involved in this race. Uh, Tom Emmer, a candidate talking to Trump. We'll get into that after the break. Also, apparently Trump violated that gag order we talked about Wednesday. Uh, and then in our Ohio segment, we have a an actual contested race for Columbus mayor between two Democrats. So we'll get into that as well because I believe it's an important race for the people of Ohio because Columbus is, is our capital city, whether we like it or not, even though if they don't even want to call it Columbus anymore. But it is our capital city. It is the... The most important race probably in uh, municipal politics in Ohio. And we'll get into that right after the break here on the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. GOPJosh.com. Back after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today, as always. Make sure you support the program. Keep us on the air at patreon.com slash gopjosh for as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com slash gopjosh. We appreciate everyone who supports over there and actually helps keep this program and and what we're doing here. Um, What I believe is important work, trying to get young people involved in political commentary and the political process. Um, without selling out everything we're working on. So um, hope you can support us over there. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. As little as $3 a month. Uh, keep us kicking. So this is from a live blog, but I believe it's an important piece to hit from The Guardian about the whole speaker battle. Uh, Trump and Emmer spoke Saturday. President Trump and Tom Emmer running for, for speaker spoke Saturday per three sources, according to Jake Sherman. Um, Emmer is the third highest ranking Republican in the House, but Politico reports that since announcing his candidacy, he's been attacked as disloyal to Donald Trump, even though he repeatedly voted for Jim Jordan, the failed speaker candidate who won the former president's endorsement for the job. 
Uh, former Trump White House advisor Stephen Bannon referred to Emmer as a Trump hater. Boris Epstein, a current aide for the former president, attacked him for not endorsing his presidential campaign. If someone is so out of step with the MAGA electorate, where uh, where the uh, yeah, where the Republican electorate is, where the MAGA movement is, how can they even be in the conversation? Epstein had said, and I apologize for that wild noise. Um, so he is the current front runner in the race. Um, uh, for Tom Emmer. And I'm just, I, I don't see a, I don't see a path for Emmer. And let's see what Matt Gates, but I know, I know he put something here on Twitter about, about the whole battle, about the Matt Gates or about the, uh, the Matt Gates, about the Tom Emmer and all that fun stuff. Um, battle, he put a clip from President Trump in New Hampshire. Uh, let's play the cut. Maybe. Can we play the cut? There we go. Let's play that. Uh, Tom Emmer for speaker. He hasn't historically been your biggest fan, but he is the most likely candidate right now. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he told me yesterday and he told me I'm your biggest fan. So I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people. I just noticed that's Corey Lewandowski standing next to him. You know, sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. Uh, but they'll get it straightened out. But no, I've always gotten along with him and uh, I get along with all of them, really. A lot of good people. We have a lot of great people. Mr. A lot of great people. He's my biggest fan. They all are. That's the president on the speaker battle. I don't really trust Tom Emmer. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I believe he was the NRCC chair, right? Uh, NRCC chair 2022. Was it? Yeah, it was Tom Emmer. So I don't know if he still is or not. But the fact that he was NRCC chair for the 2022 cycle, we saw what they did. Uh, to to Jaramajewski running for office. We saw what the NRCC did, pulling the money away. We saw that he did the bidding of Kevin McCarthy. And I just, I see that it's not a guy we want. I We really don't. We don't want someone who's willing to turn their back on someone as conservative, as someone as strong um, as Jaramajewski. I, I, I don't want that. I, I don't appreciate that, and, and I don't, want that kind of stain on our speakership. I really don't believe he would be any better, any better than our current guy, than Kevin McCarthy, knowing all he does is do the bidding of Kevin McCarthy. The NRCC, based on his opinion article in the National Pulse a long time ago, uh, made him pretty so reliant, uh, made JR so reliant on the, on the uh, NRCC for money and they backed it out and abandoned him over a lie. And I don't want that as our speaker. And it might sound like it's a personal battle. Yeah, he made it personal. I want a good conservative with a clean track record as our speaker of the House. And that person's not Tom Emmer. It really isn't. Um, so so AOC here, and, and she's getting involved for some wild reason. Um, so she put on Twitter that... Oka that um, Byron Donald is not serious running for speaker. So here's her exact quote. Donald has only served one full term in the House. His most recent work involved submitting falsified evidence in an impeachment investigation. These people are not serious. SOS. Um, the only, the only, um, the only uh, um, experience she had to serve in any sort of government position was being a bartender. That's all she's ever done with herself. 
before running for office, and she went to college, got some stupid gender studies degree, and now she ran for Congress, and now she's going to be in Congress for 40 years. These are not serious people. Byron Donalds has quickly rised the ranks, rode to the top of the MAGA movement, to the top of the Republican Party, to the top of the House, being seriously considered uh, for the uh, for the vice presidency, being seriously considered for Speaker of the House. And a bartender is the one that is critiquing him. Uh, so Viva Fry said in an article for the Daily Caller, which is linked in the show notes below, who is uh, also affiliated with Rumble, you realize you were a bartender before serving in the house, right? You fake cried for a photo in a parking lot. Um, users took AOC's post as a rallying call uh, for Donald's. If, if AOC is afraid of him, good sign. We make you nervous, don't we? Good. Someone sounds jealous. Luckily, it's not up to you. Keep doing nothing. Uh, wanting Ocasio-Cortez to sit still rather than continuing to waste my money faster. Uh, the backlash against Ocasio-Cortez post came after Republican Jim Jordan lost his party's speakership nomination Friday after a third unsuccessful floor vote. Uh, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is reportedly throwing his support behind Tom Emmer. If AOC is attacking your experience, I mean, that'd be like me telling a guy he shouldn't run for president. I mean, I don't have any experience to, to loan up to that or, some, or me telling some guy that you haven't done enough to, to do a podcast. I mean, I, I did nothing before starting this show. I've done since doing the show, but I never did anything starting the show before I started the show. I was just talking about politics. I was being a mouthpiece, I mean, before I started actually doing work in politics. And so... AOC, I am the AOC of podcasting, it seems like, because I had no experience, nothing. Came in here, bought a mic, and now I'm, I'm the number one Ohio political podcast in the world. So you see how we kind of rise up the ranks. And AOC is, is rising up the ranks in the, in the Democrat Party, but she still has no place to talk about sort of um, any, any, any sort of, of leadership role, any sort of experience. Because she is the least experienced person probably in the House. I don't know. Is there a newborn baby in the house? They might be less. Oh, I guess, I guess, um, Anna Paulina Luna, representative from Texas. Is she from Texas? Or is she from Florida? Uh, Anna, I'm just going to bother me if I don't find out. Anna Paulina Luna. She is from Florida. I apologize. Anna Paulina Luna from Florida. She brought a new newborn baby to the house. So I apologize. AOC was the second least experienced person in the chamber. Second only to, to APL's child. Um, I don't know. AOC is just a funny person. She's just a funny person. She thinks she she's relevant because she has the title of representative, but her district doesn't like her. She doesn't do anything in her district. I'm sure she's booed every time she's back in district. I would love to see an AOC versus um George Santos debate, Congressman Santos. That would be a fantastic time. I would love to see that. Uh, he he is such a better New York representative uh, compared to AOC, and she's just. I love her bio. U.S. Representative, New York 14, Bronx and Queens. In a modern, moral, and wealthy society, no American should be too poor to, poor to live. 100% people funded, no lobbyist money. She slash her. So she's got her pronouns in there. Um, AOC, trust me, we all knew you were a woman. No one thinks you're a dude. I mean, she, I think she's a donkey, but I don't think she's a dude. Um, Don't need your pronouns in there. We all know who you are. And it's just, it's funny. AOC's a funny person. She thinks she's relevant. Which... I guess she's more relevant than I am, but I don't know. 
we'll see where it goes. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's funny AOC thinks anyone cares. And um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. After uh, after the whole battle tomorrow, I believe it'll start tomorrow. There's a speaker forum tonight, according to Matt Gates. So um, I look forward. I look forward to seeing the whole thing. And I would like to see a better speaker than Tom Emmer. Maybe even a better speaker than than Byron, but Byron's going to be a good shot. And he's going to have a, a good shot in that race, I believe. So when we return, Kevin McCarthy will not endorse President Trump. Also, Trump is ruled with violating the gag order. And then we get into our Ohio segment with some great news out of Ohio sports this weekend. And some Ohio political news back after this here on The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Voice of the Future. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Well, welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Appreciate you all joining along for the ride. Uh, This Monday episode of the program, October 23rd, Year of Our Lord 2023. Uh, Appreciate you all being here. So, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy joined NBC News over the weekend where he was talking about the speaker battle. And I'm just going to let the clip play out and then uh, give some commentary afterwards because it's, it's a funny clip and it really shows why he lost the speakership. He's so out of touch. Uh, let, let's play the cut uh, from NBC News. Sure that we make that correction and move forward. We yes. only have a few seconds left here. My question was about former President Trump. Let me just ask you this quite simply. Why haven't you endorsed him yet? Well, the, the campaign is still going. There's a very good chance I he, would endorse He's President the clear Trump. front runner. You know he's what? the clear I think front we, runner. I think what are you waiting bo- for? Well, I believe, well, you know what? Because I've got a southern border wide open. I've got war in the Middle East. i got things I'm focused on right now. I believe President Trump will be our nominee, and I believe President Trump will get reelected. Are you still think a MAGA Republican, Mr. He's been brought as, he has brought it chaos. You know what? I am a conservative Republican from the beginning to the end, and that's what I've always been. I, you, try, you can try to phrase different names to people, but I'm proud of who I am. All right. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, thank you. We know you have a busy week ahead. Thanks so much for joining us. And that's the cut. He won't endorse Donald Trump. I like that she actually pushed back. If he's the front runner, what are you waiting for? Why, why won't you endorse him? These people hate you. These people that are in power in government, the ones that are big donor money uh, uh, receivers and the people that are longtime leaders in the Republican Party and longtime leaders in in all of this and this this whole chaos nonsense sort of political game, they hate the average person. They hate the MAGA movement. Kevin McCarthy would be better if if you didn't vote. He'd be happy if you didn't vote. You know why? Because he loves being in the opposition. None of these people actually want to govern. They never actually want to do anything once they win. The most governing they want to do is opening an impeachment inquiry that's just going to hurt us and boosting their donors' money and, and giving them insider trading information. Their goal isn't to win. Their goal is to just make enough noise and make enough nonsense that they can they can make more money. 
they can make more power and actually receive power to send money overseas, to send money to their to their big donors, to do whatever they want to do uh, with said money. They don't care about you. You're the least of their concerns. And we, the people, have chosen time and time again President Donald J. Trump. So what does Kevin McCarthy do? He acts like a fool on national television. Here, my question was about former President Trump. Let me just ask you this quite simply. Why haven't you endorsed him yet? Well, the, the campaign is still going. There's a very good chance I he, would endorse him. He's President the clear frontrunner. You know he's what? the clear frontrunner. What are you waiting bo- for? Well, I believe... Well, you know what? Because I've got a southern border wide open. I got war in the Middle East. I got things I'm focused on right now. I believe President Trump will be our nominee, and I believe President Trump will get reelected. Are you still a MAGA Republican, Mr. He's be brought as, he has broadened chaos. You know what? I am a conservative Republican from the beginning to the end, and that's what I've always been. I, you, try, you can try to phrase different names to people, but I'm proud of who I am. All right. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, thank you. We know you have a busy week ahead. Thanks so much for joining us. He looks like a bumbling fool. He's talking like a bumbling fool because they won't be willing to put their name behind a cause that matters. They won't be willing to put their name behind the only Republican that can win the 2024 election. The one that is the only one that has a chance at even winning the primary. He won't put his name behind it. He won't put his name behind Donald Trump. I still have the clip of how he disgraced Ashley Babbitt. This guy is not a conservative guy. Actually, you know what? I have it here on the soundboard. Let's just play the cut. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. This guy hates us. He doesn't want to have a conservative country. He doesn't want to even have a conservative Congress. He just wants power for him and money for him. And so when you, when you go to the ballot box and you're looking at the primary candidates, and you see the guy endorsed by Kevin McCarthy, the guy endorsed by the NRCC, maybe don't check that box, because they're going to be another one of these rhinos. Maybe when Tom Emmer's endorsed by Kevin McCarthy for speaker, maybe we shouldn't back that guy for speaker. Maybe he's just going to be another rhino. And I'm just, I'm over it. Okay. So a judge is threatening the president with jail time after a complaint that he breached the gag order. Arthur McGonagron McGonagron, threatened to throw former President Trump in jail on Friday, uh, responding to a Democrat political action committee claim that Trump's campaign website breached a recently imposed gag order after Trump highlighted Ingoron and Ingoron's staff's relationship with Senator Chuck Schumer. The unprecedented incident underscores the partisan nature of the trial against Trump, with Ingeron appearing to take his marching orders from the far-left pack known as a Midas Touch. Um, in the current overheated climate, and judiciary comments can, and in some cases already have, led to serious physical harm and worse. I'm just talking the way I expect this guy to, based on the way he looks. Um, I will now allow the defendants to explain why this blatant violation of the gag order will not result in serious sanctions, including financial sanctions and are possibly imprisoning him. Ingron said at the start of Friday's proceedings. Trump's attorney, uh, Christopher Kyes, responded to the deletion of the website was an oversight uh, made by the Trump's campaign. Noting the former president has already deleted a similar post on Truth Social. There was no intention to invade or circumvent the or ignore the order. I assure you that. I just know there is a very large machine. And this is when taken down reasons. Frankly, I don't have social media. 
but that has been taken down, and we don't have any other. There were no other subsequent postings. The left-wing New York judge said that he'll take the defense team's response under advisement, but gave no further indications as to what, if any, sanctions he might impose, adding that Trump was still responsible for the site's content, despite there obviously being no attempt to skirt the order. Um, so, listen. If you are a guy running for president, and you are managing your own website, I mean, you, you can't even take this seriously anymore. Um, Midas Touch is a stupid left-wing pack. They are... They are just goofy. They took credit for it. So, so the campaign website, what they even say? Um, Truth Social Post made a... Trump made a post about a law clerk, probably on Truth Social, whatever. They don't have a screenshot of it or anything, so I don't even know if it's real. I believe Trump has access to his own Truth Social, but I don't think he writes every post himself. I don't imagine that would even be possible. He posts a lot. Um, I hope he does. That'd be based. But I mean, you can't hold a guy responsible for what his campaign website does. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to jimjordanforcongress.com or whatever the website is. Speaking of which, um, Jim Justice, governor of West Virginia, has received President Trump's endorsement uh, for uh, election to the Senate, which is pretty cool to me. So I like that. Jim Justice is our guy. He's going to be the, the easy nominee. Uh, so that's very cool. Um, you can't hold Trump responsible for his campaign website because he doesn't manage his campaign website. I mean, that's that's like holding a congressman responsible for his press Twitter account. It's not not even likely that he manages it. All right, friends, we'll be back after this here on the program. Mayor Ginther in Columbus and Joe Motel, an outsider perennial candidate, battling it on for governor or not governor, mayor of Columbus. Back after this here on the Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's JP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Conservative Crusader, glad to be with you. Um, yeah, 
You hear about Michigan stealing signs? That's funny. It's like what happens in politics. The guy just goes out there, steals a sign. What's it? What's he gonna do with it? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, what a guy. Buckeyes football uh, dominated Penn State twenty to twelve this weekend at the noon game and the shoe on the road next week uh, to Wisconsin for a night game, seven thirty p.m. Uh, excited to watch that one. That's going to be a good night game. No TV availability yet. Radio B ninety seven one the fan, and we'll cover the TV on uh, Friday. Browns versus Colts was a close, close game. I'm going to be honest, folks. I don't think that was a touchdown. And if you didn't watch it, um, the guy was barely, barely possibly over the line. It's it's a it's a questionable touchdown at the very least. Um, but you know he uh, he was he was the guy, and they they counted it. He won by one point. The Browns won that game against the Colts, and they will play. Who are they playing next week? We'll figure it out. Um, it was a good game anyway. I enjoyed watching the whole thing, and they'll be playing the Seahawks next week at Seahawks uh, at a 4 o'clock game on... Ooh, no TV yet. NFL Plus. So we'll get to that one. Uh, very excited for that game, too. It's going to be a good one. So Andrew Ginther is a longtime city council politician in Columbus, a longtime Democrat extremist, a long-time winner. And by winner, I mean he wins the offices he runs for. Joe Motel has never won an office. They are both longtime Democrat politicians who grew up in the Clintonville area. But according to the dispatch, that's where the similarities end. Ginther is a Democrat Party insider and a successful politician for 22 interrupted years who is now seeking his third four-year term as mayor. He is an experienced administrator who has run a $2 billion a year city enterprise and steered the city through the sudden COVID-19 crisis uh, with federal uh, emergency aid. Ginther has a healthy campaign chest. As of September, reported a total available sub funds of more than $1.2 million. Newly, uh, $218,346 from businesses working for the city or developers involved in projects. He lives on the northwest side near Clintonville. Motel is 67, so he's a little bit older. He is a party outsider who has never held an office above area commissioner. He has a balance of less than $12,000 in his campaign, according to his last disclosure, uh, which is uh, $3,390 in new donations. He has run unsuccessfully for various state and city posts dating back to 1998. Uh, Four years ago, when Genther ran without an opponent, Motel waged an unsuccessful anti-establishment race for city council, coming in a distant sixth, two slots behind the victorious Franklin County Democratic Party-endorsed incumbents. Um, as a construction safety manager, Motel said he administered the working conditions of hundreds of employees on, um, on major building sites. He's retired. He's a Clintonville resident, said he would look out for the well-being of residents of Columbus. He has been among Ginther's most vocal longtime critics. Ginther is a soft-spoken, reserved public speaker who usually sticks to the measured talking points, promoting partnerships that have shown tangible results in the city. Motel rarely takes prisoners in his public addresses, uh, referring to puppet city leaders who are muting the political power of residents in favor of big-money donors. Um, so Motel, and I, I read the, uh, the Rooster, which is an Ohio newspaper. It's a Substack actually. I'd love to get him on the show sometime. I'm planning on it, uh, eventually. But he was covering how he doesn't think Motel has a shot, but if he won, that he would not make it a communist utopia. So let's read this literature he was provided with. Um, so here's what Ginther is sending out. Joe Motel opposed a recent uh, well, my microphone's fine. Columbus Police Department event that took over 300 guns off our streets 
calling it a waste of resources. When Mayor Ginther added police patrols to the neighborhood facing violence this summer, Motel called an overkill and complained about helicopter noise. Um, Andrew Ginther, and this is kind of hard to read his side, is working to make the Columbus neighborhood safe for everyone, adding more trained police... Uh, is that police? I can't read that word. It's all white. Um, police to our neighborhoods and removing guns off our streets. Mental health and addiction treatment, expanding after-school programs for kids, standing up to extremists and Ohio legislator to pass common-sense gun safety laws. My number one priority is making sure every Columbus neighborhood is safe for uh, every Columbus family. And that's the the Ginther mail-out piece. Um, he's mailing it out. But even the police department is is critiquing the buybacks. Brian Steele, a Fraternal Order of Police Vice President um, of nine, Gun buybacks are like DWI checkpoints. Look good in the newspaper, but little impact. A hardened violent criminal whose gun is in the tool of his trade isn't going to suddenly turn it in for a $20 gift card to Giant Eagle. So, I don't think I'm going to support in this race anyone because they're both Democrats. They're both lifelong Democrats. They're not just... Motel's not just a Democrat to win in Columbus. Um, but I really don't think we're going to have a a different mayor in Columbus, which is a disappointment. Ginther has been such a disgrace to Columbus. But every every politician that's running in Columbus is going to be a terrible politician because they all have to either be Democrats or moderates or rhinos to even have a shot. And I hate to tell you, I don't think Ginther even has a, or, or Motel would even have a shot if he was running as the furthest left Democrat in the world, which he is running to the left of of Andrew Ginther on many issues. So we'll see. I, I'm really going to enjoy following this campaign because I'm in the Columbus media cycle. I'll be able to see all the ads, see all the, the publicity. I don't think Joe Motel is going to have any TV ads. They are blanketing them uh, for the Democrat candidates on city council. Um, but Joe Motel has a campaign website. They both do. AndrewGinther.com, JoeMotel.com. And um, I don't know. Joe Motel is quite the... Um, quite the the perennial candidate, which is kind of concerning. But if he wins, it would honestly be a win for the anti-establishment people. Um, I'm not looking forward to him being mayor, and I'm not putting my money on him being... Pardon me, that was quite the hiccup. I'm not putting money on him being mayor, but I have to say it would be more entertaining than Mayor Suburbs, uh, Andrew Ginther. Uh, all right, friends, so we will be back with you on Wednesday, hopefully, with a brand new episode of the program, before we get there, make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, making sure the the whole program is followed on the podcast, it's downloaded on the podcast. You can support the program on Patreon, patreon.com slash Josh. Big things coming soon, uh, bringing big changes to the way you consume your media. Um, yeah, big things happened over the weekend, but we will be back stronger than ever here pretty soon, maybe on a new network. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned. This is The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. A production of GOPJosh.com.